0: Uh, Joining us in studio right now, Riley Green, RileyGreenMusic.com or Riley Green Music on social media, a Jacksonville, Alabama guy up to visit us and uh, you might even remember him from cmt's redneck island you remember that i'm vaguely but more importantly we got a number one hit right now and there was this girl thanks for being here man yeah i appreciate y'all having me no this is uh really cool to see you the the excitement uh here at chorus entertainment has been big the listeners are like okay when's riley coming i want to make sure i hear the interview i want to hear you talk to him uh so talk to us about what it feels like to have a number one song right now man uh, you know it's, it's pretty crazy I,
1: I can honestly say i never dreamed of having a number one song in canada you know? You know, I mean and, and and as soon as I found out the song was doing well and that people were liking it you know we, we wanted to try to get up here and uh, and kind of shake everybody's hand and say thanks for believing in us and playing the song but it's uh it, from a songwriter side of things it's pretty cool to have a song be related to all over the country or all over the world that I wrote about growing up in a little town in Alabama
0: I love it. Let's let's just go through the whole story of the song. So you wrote this thing uh, with Eric Dillon, and what was the vibe like the day you were writing What were you trying to accomplish when you sat down with this thing?
1: Uh, me and Eric are, are buddies, you know, and I mean, he grew up in Kansas, so his small town was pretty similar to mine in Alabama. And, uh, you know, we sat down and usually co writes go with a lot of and for about 30, 45 minutes, and then f- then we pick guitars up and try to ride <laughs> We started uh, telling stories about a lot of the dumber things we've done in our lives and the— common excuse we kept coming up with was there was this girl you know there's a lot of stories that start off like that and I've always been a fan of those conversational kind of titles that are things you would say every day so we started writing the song and I mean it it was one of those we just breezed through I mean you know when you when you write with guys that get your type of music and, and get kind of where your head's at it's it's easy
0: you do a lot of songwriting are those the best ones that just come to you naturally or the ones that you really got to work on and kind of plug I, away at i
1: feel like if it becomes work on a song i give up on it you okay yeah yeah i, yeah. I, I mean it, songwriting is is honestly uh, something i really enjoy i mean it is when i did it before signing a record deal i just did it because i i thought man it'd be cool to play a different song than the one i played last night you know so i wrote new stuff and I was hoping that fans in the bar I was playing in would like it. And I just judged how good a song was by how loud the crowd sang it to me If they the next week when I yeah. went back. So now I've got a little bit more of a goal with it. You know, I'm looking at a, a lot bigger audience, so... You know, there's no pressure in songwriting. It's one of those things where you sit down with a buddy and try to come up with something that you think will be cool.
0: Yeah, I find it hard, though, because in Nashville, it's almost like a 9-to-5 job writing. You know what I mean? you got to get up in the morning, get your coffee, get at it. When me, writing is 2 in the morning. You know what I mean? Like when I've had a couple drinks and I'm hanging out.
1: I will say that most of my ideas come at odd times like that. And and I've I've learned that since I have started co-writing with some of these great writers in Nashville that I try to keep my ideas very plain Like if i think of a a line or a title or whatever i'll just put it down on my phone and i won't even look at it again until i go sit down with somebody and go hey man i had this idea yeah.
0: you know yeah what do you decide how do you decide what to keep for yourself versus what to give away nowadays
1: if somebody wants to sing something i made up and just send me a check <laughs> yeah, in the mail yeah. i'm fine with that but uh i mean there's definitely songs that are that are personal to me that you know i are so much about my life that i don't know if anybody else could sing them, you know have
0: you have you taken the time to actually think about your life lately i saw on uh what was it twitter or Instagram. You just wanted to thank everyone for the last year of your life to go from framing houses back home to have a number one song. Like, do you reflect a lot about this, or is it just more of a rocket ride you haven't really stopped to riding yet? It's
1: definitely been something that I haven't really comprehended yet. You know, I mean, to have a number one song is is literally something I never dreamed of. You know, I didn't think I would sign a record deal, and uh, I didn't think I'd ever live in Nashville and be doing what I'm doing. So, I mean, I've traveled and, and seen places I never thought I'd see, and people are singing my song to me when I go there. You know, I love it. It's uh, it's pretty unreal, and it's one of those things that no matter how tired the road gets, it keeps you going.
0: The hardest part to me, though, about being the guy who's got the big song that everybody's talking about, is the "what's next" part, right? A lot of pressure going on in that situation. I can even see it when I say
1: it. You know, I mean, I, there should be, but it's uh, oh, you're not feeling
0: it. Not feeling the pressure, no.
1: Man, it's it's like, I didn't I didn't expect to have the success I did on the first yeah. one. So yeah. for me to to meet a spot where you know, I had a song that went number one, and I've got some more music that people seem to be really excited about that I've gotten to play live for a lot of fans. And like I said, that's how I judge a song. So, you know, people are really seeming to like our, our next single, which is In Love By Now. I wrote with a guy named Red Akins and uh, Ben Hayslip and Marv Green in yep. Nashville, some great songwriters. And, you know, it's, uh, it's really more exciting than anything because... I have played my last single eight billion times over the last year, so now I get to play something new, new for New stuff while. sounds uh-huh. good,
0: hey, yeah. Uh, talk about this new single. So you can hear it on Spotify, but it's not out at radio yet. Uh, so for those just hearing you talk about it, In Love By Now, wh- what's it like? What's the tune like?
1: So it's. Uh, I remember going in the right, and I was I was with those guys, and uh, I said I wanted to write a song that was like Two Dozen Roses by Shenandoah, just the most '90s country-sounding song. And uh, everybody started scrambling for guitars. You know, that's their era they came up in. and. Uh, we started writing the song, and it's you know it's it's a story about the girl that was uh, probably a little a little too good for me anyway that I kind of let get away, and I figured she's probably found somebody else by now. So we we wrote the song, and uh, it's 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 funny to me because it's kind of a sad idea, but the song doesn't sound sad. It's upbeat, it's up tempo, and
0: oh smart! It's, it's, it's kind of juxtaposition almost. Yeah, yeah. man,
1: it, and it's it's a really fun song. And we were actually down in Belize. A buddy of mine opened a bar called Loser's Bar down there, and we went down for the opening. and... I somehow tricked my record label into letting me film the music video for this song in Belize. Very nice. So that's worked out great.
0: (laughs) So when can we expect that? What's the timeline on the video?
1: I would imagine the video's going to come out in the next couple weeks. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, they don't tell me anything. I see it when everybody else does, so (laughs) I'm just as excited about it as y'all are. Just
0: do it and give it to the label and let them take care (laughs) of business, eh? It's got to be nice having a big label behind you, though, Big Machine. I mean, uh, it's a good team they've got there, and it kind of gives you a chance to push you to a new height almost, Yeah.
1: You know, uh, two years ago, I was booking my own shows, driving my truck to shows, driving the band in a Suburban before I bought a van. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was collecting money in the night, setting up the banner on the stage, setting up sound equipment. I mean, I have literally did everything. And now, you know, to sign a record deal with with Big Machine... And them get their hands around my career and and start you know first of all, they're a lot smarter than me. There's a lot of people over there that know more about music than I do.
0: So I, I, I mean say smarter, more experienced. Yeah, more experience. well,
1: yeah however you want to say it. But <laughs> I mean, it really takes it makes it uh, something simple to me. Is now all I got to do is write songs and go play shows, and that's that's what I enjoy about it. So it takes all the. The BS off of my plate, and let them handle it and all the dirty work, and I get to go just play shows and uh, enjoy, you know, fans coming and paying a ticket to to see me.
0: No, oh, I like that you're willing to give it up because some people are like, no, 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 I got to keep. No, doing they can this. have it, man. I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't,
1: don't want to know half the stuff that they got to do. So, what do you,
0: what do you still have your hands in? Actually, I was checking out your merch on online. Do you, do you get any hand in the merch at all? The designs, anything I, like that? I,
1: I do like to, to, to on the creative side of things. You know, yeah. we had a shirt that was, uh, you remember the old Duck Hunt video game on Absolutely. Nintendo? Yeah. We had a shirt that had that font with a little duck on it it was riley green you know because my instagram was riley duck (laughs) man because i was a big duck hunter growing up so we uh that was my favorite shirt of it but yeah i always try to have my hand in you know something that i think's cool or that i would wear you know maybe that'll translate to what some of the folks are coming to my shows would like
0: yeah you still running your own social media too
1: i run my instagram and i've still got all of them but man it's gotten to wear which is is great but it's it's almost more than i can handle. I it's mean, tough, it's,
0: right? Because when you start out, you're replying to everybody, and then all oh, yeah. of a sudden there's so much, and then you're not replying to anybody, and then they feel that, like it's tough. Yeah, right? and I
1: mean, you know, it's it, the messages, of course, they they vary from the, yeah, the yeah, most normal thing you've ever heard <laughs> to the craziest thing you've ever heard. But I mean, yeah, I, I imagine that, that people that are commenting and, and messaging me are fans. A lot of them are saying congratulations, or I like this song, or that, right. and I want to be able to re- respond to everybody, but... I've uh, I've had to lean on the label and some management to help me out with some of that stuff. But I definitely do all my posting on Instagram, so at least people can kind of know what's going on with me personally.
0: I dig it. I dig it. And they'll be able to follow you along with uh, the Brad Paisley World Tour. You and Chris Lane are teaming up with Brad Paisley, man. That's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, man, Brad's, uh, you know, I've always been a fan, and I don't know anybody that doesn't like Brad Paisley, so that, that works Absolutely. out great. He's I get, also got
0: a bar on his stage, Yeah, or at pro- least did the last time I saw him.
1: That's probably where I'll be if they let me <laughs> yeah. if they let me get up there. Uh, but no, nah, that's going to be a great opportunity for me to get in front of some of his fans and try to steal a few of them, you know?
0: A little different, too, because Paisley, he plays the big venues, too, right? Like, no doubt, yeah. and
1: this will be my first, you know, big tour that I get to go out on, so it'll be an opportunity for us to learn a lot of stuff, too, whereas you know, me driving my truck to shows and kind of filling out everything. Now I get to go on a major tour with somebody that's done it for years and years.
0: I know you've been doing a lot of writing, too, and working on your next uh, project there, so it's a good chance to sample some new material, like try it out in the audience, eh? Yeah, no doubt. And
1: and the other thing is... you know, I used to play four-hour sets, acoustic, you yeah. know, and now we still play 90 minutes at shows, and I think I play like 30 minutes on Brass Tour, so I might have some time to actually ride on the road now. <laughs> you know, I don't but, know but what how I'm do you, do. How
0: do you take four hours and make it 30 minutes, though, and leave your fans happy? Do you think about that at all when, when it comes to such a short amount of time?
1: Yeah, you know, my, my granddaddy Buford used to always say, the best time to leave is when everyone sincerely wishes that you'd stay. <laughs> and, I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of true, especially in country music. You know, if you can go up there and you can play – what is that, six songs? Yeah. And people go, man, I wish you'd played one more. That's the way to do it. You that's know?
0: super smart. I might write that down. I like that. Yeah. I that's mean, really it's, good. That's not
1: trademarked or anything. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can think of several nights that I sat there and played, and people were like, God, I wish you'd quit. You know, this was yeah. years ago when I was playing coffee shops and Mexican restaurants. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a lot different now, but it's still an opportunity to get in front of a lot of fans.
0: Well, clearly things are going really well, man. So uh, congratulations on the number one single, the current single, which we're promoting right now, In Love By Now. And uh, don't forget to check out rileygreenmusic.com. And, uh, hey, shout out. You were uh, doing autographed albums if you order them from the website. I saw that. How many albums do you actually have to autograph? Let
1: me tell you something. I signed albums for a day.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, right. Eh?
1: They, they carried me <laughs> in the office at Big Machine, and they put them on a desk and just said they – they, they literally took a box of Sharpies in there. Wow. Like when you, run, when you start wearing Sharpies out, you've signed some stuff, but – no, nah, man, that's uh, it's it's cool that, that people still still want a CD. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I thought those days were over. So that's it's cool that I got the, got a chance to sign some. I never had CDs before.
0: Yeah, you know what? Shout out to our country music fans still buying records. I appreciate yep. it. Uh, Riley Green in studio, man. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Appreciate you.